Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way, while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right. Today on the show, we have Vina Jetty. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? We are doing very well. Thanks for being on. If you can start by telling listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Yeah. So I am a multifamily owner operator. I syndicate large multifamily deals. I am focused mainly in the Florida, Texas, and Georgia markets. And I you know, everyone asked me where I started. I took the shortcut and I came from a real estate family, kind of had a solid foundation and then kind of scaled up our family's business. My mom was actually the successful real estate investor. And so my parents both retired early from their real estate holdings. My dad worked, you know, the normal W2 job, but my mom actually built her company. And then I kind of built off of that and grew it to the next level where now we do these larger B-class multifamily value add and yield opportunities. You know, you're one of the few that have that strong foundation where a lot of people come in the last five, 10 years. I know you, you're very strong on the capital side of operations. So let's jump into that. You know, first off, what does that mean to you, you know, managing the capital side of operations? Yeah. So I feel like when we talk about asset management in general, people focus on the operations of the asset, the execution of the business plan. And that's obviously really important because that's what the investment opportunity is, right? But a lot of times people don't focus as much on what happens to the investors after you close the asset, right? And what about the capital management side of the asset management? And so for me, what that is, is really the investor experience beyond just agreeing and committing and funding a deal. What happens through the five-year hold period or whatever that hold period is? How does that communication occur? How is that investor experience? Is it good enough that they're now coming and wanting to invest with you on your next project that might be running concurrently with an open project. Yeah, that's so important. So what does that look like for you guys on a month-to-month and year-to-year basis? Yeah, so for us, we send out monthly communication to our investors. So they get to stay apprised of everything that is happening on the asset management side. So a peek behind the curtains, if you will. They'll get to see you know, what's been renovated, if there's been any resident events, they'll get pictures any concerns, we put that into our updates as well. So really, we're keeping them involved in their property. We're keeping them engaged 
on a month to month basis. On a year over year basis, you know, they're obviously getting their tax documents, so their K-1s. And we send out our financials on a quarterly basis. So every quarter, they're getting an opportunity to see the financial health of the asset. They're seeing what the T-12 is showing. And probably more importantly than that is also the distributions that happen, right? And so we are gluttons for punishment. So we distribute on a monthly basis. And it's a whole lot of work. Occasionally, we'll move an asset to a quarterly basis, especially right now during you know COVID times, there's a little bit more turbulence, a little bit more market volatility. So for a cash management perspective, we may be moving to quarterly distributions. But for the most part, we're typically on a monthly distribution. So it's just an additional touch point with our investors. Yeah, I'm really shocked to learn from so many LPs, how many operators don't have that solid communication on a monthly basis. And so when people are doing it well, investors keep coming back. It's, it's great. Yep. What are the, some of the things that you, you know, look out for or your investors ask on a continual basis, you know, like important things that you need to be discussing? Yeah. So the like never ending question I get every year, no matter what, no matter how many times I address it is, Hey, March is coming up. When am I getting my K-1? And what I tell investors, and I tell them this before they invest, I tell them this after they invest, I tell them this in the first quarter of the year, the last quarter of the year before, we send all of our documents and all of our financials and everything that the CPAs need by the end of January. It's out of our door and it's on our CPA's desk. You have to remember that we're dealing with 400 K-1s and that's just maybe on a handful of projects. And this CPA maybe has 10 clients that are like, you know, a Vive fund size client. So the CPAs are turning them out quickly. And we also have to internally check each one, make sure there's like no obvious errors. And then we have to encrypt them and send them out securely. So it's not just like a quick turnaround process like it is on a one-on-one basis when you're using your own CPA. So I always kind of try to handle and get ahead of that communication around K-1s. So what I'll do is I'll actually send communication out saying, hey, we sent everything to the CPAs. We're anticipating this date. And then I always give myself a couple of weeks buffer. We always need the buffer. So I'm glad I do it. But you know, it's keeping that constant communication of, hey, the CPA has said ETA is two weeks from now. You should see it you know, in your portal or you'll get an email to you or whatever that looks like. And because you're dealing with the investor side of things, are you managing all the financial stuff as well? Or, you know, what's your role in a, in a syndication? Depending on the project, I actually touch every aspect of asset management. My favorite part is the investor facing side because I prefer the capital raise side just in general. It's something I enjoy doing. So within the capital raise side, I handle everything from, you know, oversight of the asset. I still need to know what's happening. So when investors are asking me, you know, I have an answer for them. So I'm overseeing that all the way through to the exit and disposition and that final check and that final tax return. I'm actually handling that aspect of it. And, you know, being an experienced operator, do you have certain tips that you would give to any of our beginning listeners out there? Yeah, I think like the tips that I would focus on right now are in today's environment with a global pandemic happening. And so I would say the most important thing that I have even learned in a pandemic where none of us know what we're doing, right? Like we're all navigating this. It's all new for everybody. Nobody's been through a global pandemic and a syndication. And I think what I've learned is over communicating, making sure that you are being transparent. It's perfectly okay to say, 
We don't know. You know, the goalpost is moving every day. The federal and local regulations are changing every single day. So I have been reassuring our investors that we are staying on top of it, that we are monitoring it. We have a team dedicated to scouring new sources of information and anything that we need in that regard. And so that would be kind of the one thing is like, make sure you over communicate to investors, be honest and transparent about what is happening. Look, these are investments. There's some amount of risk to them. If things are not going according to pro forma, that's going to happen. Everybody can't have the Midas touch. Otherwise, there would be no risk in it, right? And so be transparent, be honest with your investors, explain to them what you're doing to mitigate any risk or mitigate any harm that's happening. And I've actually started hosting. So I have one asset where we are not making any distributions currently. It's cash flow positive. The asset's still actually doing okay, but we're very conservative. So what we've done is we've halted temporarily distributions. And so in this time period, I'm actually hosting a monthly call with our investors to discuss like, here's the evictions, here's the status of moratoriums, here's our bad debt accounts, here's why why we're halting distributions. Assets still okay, your money is still okay. That can change at any given moment, but we are monitoring this daily, weekly, monthly, and here's the monthly update on it. So we're kind of getting out ahead of that and letting our investors know that this isn't where we want it to be. We're not happy about this, but it is the prudent thing to do. And I would rather do that than put them into a stressful situation in the future because we didn't manage cash appropriately today. Yeah, that's great asset management. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to pass it to Kyle to take it home. All right, Vina, what is your asset management superpower? Gosh, I think it's just honestly being transparent with our investors about what is happening. And it's it's hard sometimes. I think this is probably the hardest part about what we do because everything's great when I'm like writing them big fat checks and I'm returning them money faster. But it's when things aren't going well that I think you have to really manage through that. And I think that that's where communication, transparency, and trust is really built in those down times or those not like perfect or great times. And so I think for me, it's being able to kind of hear and understand the concerns of our investors. We invest alongside every single one of our investors. So, you know, it's our money in there just as much as theirs. And I think being able to communicate that and kind of share what is happening and how you are handling the situation in a way that's, you know, appropriate and is reassuring for your investors. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, this is the time whether you're going to build a stronger relationship with your investor or push them away. And the transparency is going to build that stronger relationship. So I love that answer. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you can tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. Yeah. So you can find me on vivefunds.com, V-I-V-E-F-U-N-D-S.com. Otherwise, I'm on you know Facebook and all of these Facebook groups. So you can find me there too, but vivefunds.com and you can schedule a call with me or shoot me an email if you have a quick question. I'm happy to answer or help in any way. All right, perfect. To everyone listening in, thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow our audience. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to AssetManagementMastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, 
Sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.